I, I don't like the people that think that wrestling is what it is and it has to be that way. And good wrestling is what you think it is because of how it's been presented to you for years. And I don't, I, and I, and part of the reason that I live in New York and one of the blessings I've had of moving to New York is that I go do these bar shows or I go do these shows at House of Yes and these people that don't know what pro wrestling is outside of Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, they're like, what the fuck? I've never seen anything like this in my goddamn life. Actually, wrestling is fucking cool. Wrestling is artistic. Wrestling is nothing that Vince McMahon made me think that wrestling is. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Alt Playground. APG is more than just a place to find couples to swap with. Alt Playground is a lifestyle community for all non-monogamous and sexually adventurous people to connect and share. And you know I started a profile. Join me over at altplayground.net. That's A-L-T playground.net. Hotmovies.com has long been an ethical and affordable place to hashtag pay for some of your porn. Now with Hot Movies Select, customers gain access to unlimited viewings of tens of thousands of additional films from all their favorite studios for the low, low price of $24.95. Visit HotMovies.com, click Select Unlimited, and use promo code MANHORE at checkout so they know who sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man or Podcast. Shout out to all the poly heels, the jobber jerk offs, all your tweener tops, and the baby face doms. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Yeah, I don't really know what many of those words mean. Um, I just found them on a wrestling jargon blog post. Of course, I had to look those up because we have. I. I don't believe it either. I have a second. We have back-to-back kind of wrestling-themed Man Whore podcast episodes. What? Yeah, this week we've got on the leader of the polyam cult, M.V. Young. You heard about him briefly last week on Hannah Harkness's episode, and I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta meet this guy. And so I reached out so I could meet the guy, and you're about to meet him too. He's amazing. He came over, you know, I tell people they usually budget like 45 to 75 minutes. He was here for three hours. We like could not stop gabbing with each other on mic, off mic, uh, while he's in the bathroom 30,000 times. <laughs> I think it was a combination of like, I will keep talking to you to keep you around so that I can like pretend I have friends. And he was very caffeinated. So we just could not stop going. Um, cool dude. I <laughs> <laughs> I said a weird thought. I was like, oh, I hope he calls me back. Uh, we should hang out. <laughs> um, I'm pathetic. But uh, this was a really dope episode. I'm excited to share it with you on a little bit. Uh, but first, <laughs> this was wonderful. I want to share a little tidbit. As as many of y'all know, big glory hole proponent here at the Man Whore Podcast, especially during COVID, because when a government tells me to stick my dick through a curtain hole, 
I fucking do it for the sake of public health. And <laughs> uh, over the weekend, one of our beloved longtime Peep Show members uh, shared some pictures and video of a glory hole setup he had rigged in his home. <laughs> That then caused uh, some members of the peep show to comment that like his glory hole setup was a lot better than mine and that like I don't know how to cut a hole properly, whatever, okay? Um, <laughs> so the hole just needs to be able to fit my cock. That's really it. It doesn't need to be art. <laughs> but if, if that was not enough, that I inspired one of our whoreheads to hang a glory hole in his home, holy shit. I, found, I just found out right before recording this. That another Peep Show member drove out to him and blew him through the glory hole. I am so proud of you fucking sluts. I just, you know, it may, it makes a podcaster want to tear up a bit to know that I inspired people to have weird pornographic anonymous sex with each other. I mean, look, the peep show is not some sort of cruising ground, but when you've been sharing nudes with uh, a group of people for long enough, sometimes you go, that one is pretty. Uh, if you don't know, by the way, the peep show, oh gosh, I loved, I off mic, I got to explain the peep show to MV Young and he was fascinated. Uh, the peep show is a telegram group chat that we have for $10 and up members on Patreon. And it's basically a group chat where we just share nudes, gifts, and compliments all day every day. It's amazing. You know, like every day is Titty Tuesday. Every day is Flagpole Friday. And apparently Sunday night was share a glory hole that looks better than Billy's. Uh, but it, it's just a really awesome, fucking fun, supportive and like positive room. Cause like, yeah, we're sharing naked pictures of each other throughout the days. But like sometimes someone's like, yo, I got a really scary doctor's appointment. And then you got this like dozens of people showing up to support you and be like, yo, I got you. Come check in. How are you doing? Are you okay? What do you need? How fucking cool is that? I just wanted to talk about my dick on the internet and accidentally we create a little group uh, where, where people can be uh, slutty and positive and safe with each other. I love it. So if you want to join the peep show, if you want to join us in there, maybe, maybe show off your glory hole setup. Come join us at patreon.com slash podcast. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Folks, y'all know I've been talking about Promescent over the last month or so, right? Great brand, great products. They got the delay spray. Hey, you know, the spray that helps the dick havers last a little bit longer. Big fan, used it myself the other day. As y'all know, they've been offering Fan Whore Nation a very special deal and they're offering it through June 16th. Now, here's where I'm going to ask you a little bit more of a favor for me. For your favorite little slutty podcaster out here in Bushwick. Apparently, someone leaked the promo code on one of those like coupon sites, which I don't care about. But Promescent kind of does. Because right now, they're getting all these conversions. And they don't know if Fanhorn Nation is buying up all this Promescent. Or if it's just like random people who you know are finding the code when they were going to go shop. So, if you were considering buying one of their many premium products, they're... Their gels, their massage oils, their lubes, the condoms, the delay spray, and more. And you would like this brand to, like, I don't know, give me money again sometime in the future. I would love it if you would, instead of using the promo code, if you would click the link in the show notes of this episode or any of the Promescent episodes 
from the last month and, and do your purchase that way instead because that custom URL, that one they know is just from me and the listeners. And y'all would make me look like so cool to promescent if when you buy your delay spray, you did it through the, uh, the, the URL in the show notes of this episode. So that'd be great. Uh, and again, that deal is going to expire on June 16th. Anyways, that'd be dope. Thanks. Weird behind the curtain pull. Let's move forward. <laughs> I don't know how to transition out of this. Let's just do a fan or appreciation moment. All right. Because, you know, when in doubt, say thank you to someone in your life. Gosh, the last year and change has made me like just full of fucking gratitude, uh, especially for my listeners, especially for the members of my Patreon community who have stuck with me through these tough times. So right now, I want to give a huge shout out to Trevor Harris, a newer whorehead uh, joining us in the peep show. Hey, hey, Trevor. Tomorrow is a latter day. He knows what I'm talking about. Uh, thanks, buddy, for supporting the podcast. And you, too, can gain access to all sorts of bonus content, access to the peep show, and you get the satisfaction of knowing you're supporting good old Billy over here. Uh, become a member of our Patreon community. Again, that is at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. M.V. Young. Uh, M.V. Young is the leader of the polyam cult. He is a polyamorous, pansexual, professional wrestler. That is not a string of words I thought that we were going to begin to say uh, anytime soon. But hey, progress. Am I right? And uh, M.V. Young's part of that progress. M.V. Young's uh, really actively right now making that progress happen pretty much just by existing and smacking down bitches on the mat. Is it a mat? Is it a tarp? I don't know what you call. I'm not a, I'm going to become a wrestling fan now because I had such an amazing chat with this dude. He's a trip and I think you're going to love him too. Let's get to my conversation with MV Young. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. You remember that super bad scene where they were like, oh, we're going to college. Like which porn subscription site should we do? I don't know. One porn subscription site? Yeah, of course. Because, like, yo, these things are like $25, $30, $50 a month for a site access. And, you know, I mean, that's just for one performer or one studio or like kind of one category of stuff. And that's really where hotmovies.com comes in there because they've licensed content from like all of your favorite porn stars in all of your favorite porn studios doing all your favorite porn categories. You don't need to manage a bunch of different subscriptions. You only need one in one convenient place, hotmovies.com. And they want to save you even more money. Oh, my God. I honestly don't know why they do this. This is It seems bonkers to me, but, hey, it's their business model. Uh, you know, they're doing a uh, premium subscription service. Hot Movies Select Unlimited is a carefully curated library of a couple hundred thousand of their films which I want to know whose job that is to go through everything that hotmovies.com has to offer and then goes like, I'm going to narrow it down to these. I don't know, 160,000 flicks. <laughs> I want to know who's carefully curating that. That sounds like a great gig. You know, give it a try. Sign up today, hotmovies.com. Use promo code MANHOR. Get some free minutes. Use those savings for extra lube because I think you're going to need it. I just read today that uh, over 50% of American adults 
are fully vaccinated. That means that like over 50% of American adults are ready for orgies again. Oh boy, oh yay, oh yeah. And where are you going to find out about those sex parties? Altplayground.net. That's right. Our sponsor this week, APG. It's the lifestyle community where you're going to go to find your next non-monogamous adventure. I'm telling you. And APG, you know, because it's more than just a site to like hook up with people. It's a resource. It's a community for all sorts of non-monogamous individuals. Hey, who knows? Maybe you'll meet some other members of the, the polyam cult over there. Hey. I mean, look, yuck, I've got a sex party on Saturday. I got a threesome on Friday. I mean, these things are coming out of the woodworks and you want to know where you can find it locally. Like right now I'm scrolling on APG and like what we got here. They've got like this one section that's just for like sex clubs in various parts of the country. And because, you know, APG, it's nationwide. And I'm seeing sex clubs, obviously, in New York City, but I'm seeing Philadelphia. I'm seeing Albany. I'm seeing some town in, in Virginia I can't pronounce. I'm seeing Seattle. I'm seeing Oklahoma City. You can find sex clubs, sex parties, sexy individuals all over this country at altplayground.net. So you're going to want to get your membership today because you know what? A site like ABG, no more riffraff, no more flakes, no more phonies. These are people who are ready and prepared to actually meet with real people in real life. So head on over to altplayground.net today, make an account, see if you can find me over there. <laughs> That's alt, A-L-T, playground.net. Let's have some fun and let's get to the show. Like, like I don't loathe casuals at all. I, I don't like the people that think that wrestling is what it is and it has to be that way and good wrestling is what you think it is because of how it's been presented to you for years. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, and I, and part of the reason that I live in New York and one of the blessings I've had of moving to New York is that I go do these bar shows or I go do these shows at house of yes. And these people that don't know what pro wrestling is outside of ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan, they're like, what the fuck? I've never seen anything like this in my goddamn life. Actually, right. wrestling is fucking cool. Wrestling is artistic. Wrestling is nothing that Vince McMahon made me think that wrestling is. <laughs> and that is like, that's like, to me, that's like the ultimate challenge is because while wrestling on the independence is more profitable than it's ever been, the, the, the casual viewership on TV, and I know cable as a whole has gone down, but like the viewership as a whole is way down. And it's part of the reason is because what is the disconnect? Well, for one, in 2008, Dana White decided to kill wrestling by making uh, UFC's slogan as real as it gets. And it won over this, like, all of a sudden it was so pussy to be yeah. a wrestling fan if you were like a hetero male, you know, straight, whatever fucking male that was like, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, actually, wrestling's fake. I can't like it anymore because you we have this real option over yeah, here now. Right. Yeah. And so to me, which is fine, I like I like both. I don't Do you like feel like people who get like upset about like wrestling being quote unquote fake. Like it's the same type of person who gets mad when a woman fakes an orgasm with them. I oh, it's definitely the same. <laughs> like, type how of dare you lie to me? Well, yes, but that's exactly it, it's it's toxic. It, it's it's two things. It's, it's just this toxic masculinity. And it's also uh for lack of a better it's just the uh, lack of ability to critically think and be like okay just because what i'm watching is performative does not mean that it is i don't know like, like why why are you so insulted by this being fake why you need to like 
Why can't you let us? You need to, yeah, you need to like it. look within yourself and be like, does this really matter that it's fake? Like, no one is really trying to fool anyone. Vince McMahon told everyone in 1984 that wrestling was fake. And ever since then, that's what it's been. In Japan, they know it's fake and they fucking love it. They don't care. They understand the intricacies of the performance and... You know, they respond to, you know, when we break the fourth wall, it makes the things easier when we break the fourth wall. That's why it gets a reaction because you know that it's a performance. But then we give you a little wink, wink. It makes things a lot cooler. Yeah. And but, you know, of course, the average affliction wearing uh, (sighs) UFC fan. That's just invoked affliction. Whoops. That's too too much for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know alienate them but to be honest that's already not my fan base so it doesn't really matter if you wear axe body spray you're not a fan of me <laughs> you're not a fan of mv if you wear axe body spray <laughs> very true my my fans smell a lot more like burning man you know oh it's we like- love burning man that's great <laughs> i'm sitting with uh indie wrestler mv young the head <laughs> head of the poly and leader cult. of the poly am cult oh my the poly am cult as yeah. a fellow poly friend of mine texted me right before you walked in oh nice what the hell is the polyam cult? And I said, hang tight. I'm about to find out. Okay. Do you want to tell us about the polyam cult? Yeah. So the polyam cult. Okay. Um. Well, let me like preface this. I've, I've been a professional wrestler for eight years. And I didn't really have a gimmick for six years. Um. I'm a. Real- Would they just be like, uh, Mike? Yeah. Well, I was MV. So, yeah. Actually, yes. When I first started wrestling, I was just Michael Young. And I was like, hey, this is fucking boring as shit. And then, like, a year in, uh, a year in, uh, I changed to MV, which is actually my initials. Cool. Um, and I wasn't really, like, I was always just playing with this, like, stupid, like, bland, like, that I was charismatic, which I am, but, like, just in, a, like, a very bland, like, two WWE type way. I don't even know. I don't really know what I was doing. I'm being honest with you. Um, and then, and I, I can relate. I used to wear, uh, you know, a, a blazer over a t-shirt on stage in, in college. So right. but you know, we we're, all make we're out there finding ourselves <laughs> and failing in real time as performers. We fail in real time and, and from getting shit on, that's how we discover ourselves. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so whatever I was meandering and people would say I was a good wrestler, but I wasn't getting buzz and, and rightfully so. Um, I think now because being a good wrestler oftentimes is not enough. You have to have a, a thing. You have to have a, a vibe about you that makes people want to pay tickets to see you. And that's why promoters book you. So I understand why I was struggling to get out of the tri-state area. Um, so sometime around 2008. So at, <laughs> around 2018, I started really being out about my sexuality. And I started booking this show uh, with a producer at House of Yes called Drags and Dropkicks. <laughs> what a great name. Which is uh, we're combining drag performances with professional wrestling. And uh, so, yeah, from there on out. So then there was like this like weird in between period where like I was just uh, I was exactly what I was before. But now I was out as pansexual. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, and then but also at that time, I had just really started being in a polyamorous relationship and then or in multiple polyamorous relationships as it goes. (laughs) And then sometime around like Halloween 2019, I was um I was just really I noticed that a lot of people with gimmicks were really like blowing up because they could really fuck around on Twitter and promote themselves at any time with like like whatever they whatever their character was. They could just kind of put videos out and get this this buzz when they weren't wrestling, which is important because if you're just rest, if you're just relying on shows to get you buzz, then you're relying on others to get you buzz. Really. So I noticed that was happening and I felt like my entire life I was waiting for 
like uh, to be signed or something of that sort to be like, I, like knowing that I had this charisma in me, but like waiting for someone to give me an opportunity to show it. And I just said, fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. I am going to be the most me I can be me turn to a hundred, like me, the me speaking to you when I come out, it's really like me just amplifying myself and all my personality traits. And I'm polyamorous. I am pansexual and I just turned it the fuck up with a little bit of sprinkle of the hard hitting style I had before I was any of those before I was outwardly any of those things. Mm -hmm. And I became the polyam king and I started calling my fans my romantic partners in the same way that Beyonce has the beehive, you know, like my romantic partners are my fans and they get that and they love that. Um you know, it it got over really quickly, and then it, it there's been there was a little bit of pushback, but now I feel, and there still is pushback from like traditionalists, just yeah. because I think that some people don't even know what polyamory is, uh-huh. but some stupid shit has helped it along the way, like Tiger King. I know that's so stupid, but because Tiger Tiger King was polyamorous, people yeah. are like. Oh no! I now that Netflix has shoved in my face what polyamory is. I know what polyamory is, even though I was literally telling everyone what polyamory is. And but I, if that gets them in the door, no, of gets course. Them in and the I door. take it, yeah, just give me your fucking money. But like also, <laughs> but like also, like like it was. And it's it's frustrated me that I realized, but I also have realized that I am not playing. I am not playing checkers with this. I am playing chess because I think that polyamory and pansexuality and just openness of sexuality is fast is quickly becoming more a thing and then people are gonna be like oh mb was doing this in 2018 mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like and it's like this because sometimes i do i'm just like i don't even want to fucking do this because it's like so exhausting to go to a random place and, and get this image over if they don't know who i am which is happening less and less how do you how do what, what how do you do that if you and what are the signs that you need to do that when so you go to a gig the kind of happened in vegas um because I, it was it was interesting. It was a mixed crowd. Um, definitely a big portion of the crowd knew who I was. Okay. Because uh, the music was very light and it was like such a weird entrance setup. So I literally jumped the steps and I hopped out in this like one section, like went real nuts for me and knew who I was. But the other people like had no idea what they were watching. So basically, um, you know, in a watered down version, how do you get this over in a fight? So I was actually wrestling a girl in an intergender match. So mm-hmm. and, and so what we were doing was... Um, I kept, she kept hitting me and I kept being like, like trying, I'd be like, I'd be like, you need to join my cult. No, I understand. I was like, oh, Envy loves the way that you're hitting him. Please join my cult. Like, it was just like this, like, hit me harder, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was like this, like, I was like, I don't want to say making a kink thing because I don't want to sexualize my opponent, but it was like, like, it could have been, you, if you, you could have been taken either way. It was like, you were either, you were watching this real fight, but you were, you were also watching me try to coerce this person into being into my quote unquote cult. Uh And, you know, maybe I, I'm willing to bet that the suburbanites and the the Republicans in the crowd had no idea what the fuck they were watching other than watching a woman repeatedly slap me over and over again while I enjoyed it. But it's still got a, it's uh, it's still they enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah. So, you know, it's things like that. It's like and I can't sit there and give you a monologue on the microphone and explain to everyone every night that I'm the leader of a polyamorous cult and then explain to you what polyamory is because a lot of people probably don't. But when you come out, do sometimes can you tell like all oh, this crowd didn't understand what that word is? Yeah, but I, I'm and getting then, a like, pretty big do? following yeah. and I think the people book me for what I am now. So okay. people knew like I got I got a reaction. I got an MV chant, but then I remember I'm, I keep no one can see, but I keep pointing over to the right because I literally remember there was like a fucking liberal section and conservative section. Sure. <laughs> and like I could tell that these people over on the right were very confused. And I could tell the people in the bleachers, there's people in the bleachers that knew who I was. And I think like a few of them were even wearing my merch. And uh, 
you know, it, it it's it's just is what it is. Like to be to be a queer and uh, and on openly queer, openly you know alternative and on the road that is what you live with even when i walk into a fucking gas station sure. in the middle of nowhere and i have a dangly earring and blonde hair like you know like, like when i was walking on the strip in vegas i got i got called a faggot over and over again it's because this is you know i you know this is all living an alternative lifestyle so yeah. i have to embrace it as a performer there's gonna be people that hate me and don't and hate me don't know what i'm doing and both they, they hate you they don't know why but they know you're different yes and that's absolutely enough. <laughs> absolutely no, that's that's literally exactly what it is Oh, and, and, you know, one of the things that was fascinating was when I, I was looking you up and I was like, oh, the poly wrestler in, and then it was like, oh, he's pansexual too. Sprinkle some more fun, interesting yeah. things on there. I don't know who the first openly gay wrestler would have but been. But there are, like, there are queer wrestlers yes. now. Yes, but WWE doesn't embrace them the way they need to be. That's the uh, thing is, like, there's a difference between being gay and a performer and, and being representation. Mm-hmm. And WWE doesn't let them be representation. Or or WWE more so, um, what they do is they, like, kind of pat themselves on the back for representation when they need to. We have one. Yeah, that's what they're going to do in June. You know, that's what they're going to do. Bring for, her out. Yeah, that, that's what we're going to do for, for Pride Month. They'll be like, happy Pride Month, and they'll show Jake Atlas and the other wrestlers that are openly gay or whatever, and they'll be like... But, like, the reality is, is like... Okay, so Jake Atlas, when he was on the indies before he got signed, his finisher was called the LGBDDT. <laughs> they don't let him call it that they call it the fucking rainbow ddt now which is yeah but also the reality is you have to realize that fox news pumped a billion dollars into wwe last year okay. so all this anything that's like woke you know like what what conservatives will call woke that's what that, we would call decent yeah they're they're, they're gonna shut that shit down yeah they're gonna like then and they won't let it become quote too much you know what i mean so it's just that's that's wwe's take is and they're generally just bad people. Uh-huh. Like they're just not like they they fuck with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You know they take money from Saudi Arabia and they do propaganda for Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know pre pandemic they were taking five hundred million a year to do these huge stadium shows and they'd have the announcers be like, "And Saudi Arabia is uh, quickly becoming a much more progressive place." Meanwhile, they don't they kill people for being gay over there. Yeah. They killed an American reporter in the same year that WWE ran there uh, just for you know putting out the news yeah. so this is this is vince mcmahon in 2021 yeah um what when did you realize that your sexuality was not uh what the norm was uh very young very young uh, yeah uh dare you say mv young uh, no, very okay, mv young i hate, my, I hate life, myself yeah. too at a very mv young <laughs> so yeah i mean i guess i can i think that like it was always so confusing for me because I didn't know about bisexuality or pansexuality and I knew that I was attracted to women, but then I'd be like attracted to a man and I'd be like so confused. And I'd be, <laughs> I remember being like 12 and being like Googling, am I gay? <laughs> like, like I just like was so confused because like that, that I come from Western PA, like no one's no. Yeah. And I don't have, my dad was a fucking cop. Like I don't, I don't like have people to be like, Hey, you can, you know, it's okay that, you know, this is okay. It wasn't, it wasn't okay where I was from. Mm -hmm. And I'd be so fucking confused when I'd be attracted to a man. And I, and I, I'd be like, but wait, I'd be like, but wait, no, like I'm definitely attracted to women. I'd be like, not like, I definitely like, yeah, like, no, like I'm attracted to women too. And I'd be like, am I just gay? I'd be like, (laughs) like, I was just like, I didn't, were you dissecting like, well, I'm attracted to the women in this way. Is it the same as when I'm attracted here? Yeah. Like, are you, well, yeah, I was like, I quite literally remember like getting sick to my stomach and having panic attacks about being attracted to men. Like literally, like it was so unacceptable. I was an athlete. I was a, you know, like, eh. what'd you play? 
uh, I played football. I played rugby. I boxed. Uh, I played baseball, basketball. I did. I, you were in all. You I were in the big yeah. Ones. I played every. I played every sport, which is even more so why you cannot be out about being attracted to men. If I came out as gay, I probably wouldn't even be allowed to play sports. I'm not even joking. Like yeah. it honestly, like is a very conservative town. Um, and it wasn't like it's not like as bad as just like I am attracted to women. I dated a lot of women in high school and college. Like it's not like I'm not. I have a girlfriend right now. Like, yeah. but it's just like you struggling once you embrace a side of yourself that you're confused about even if it's like i'm not dating men all the time you feel so much better like it feels so much better just be like yes i am attracted to men like just like that and but at that time in like middle school high school being like, why the fuck why why am i why do i feel attracted to this person you know or why do i feel attracted to to a man and then you're like sick to your stomach googling and you're like oh my god i'm gonna guess get disowned like that is a very weird sensation that i can only describe as unique in that i had no one around me to explain to me bisexuality did you have friends and family noticing like the panic attacks are you getting like sick to your stomach no i don't think that anyone would ever <laughs> i don't think anyone ever noticed anything about I, I maybe maybe a little bit now that i think of it i think i remember people used to like really tell me that i had a lot of like gay attributes like i remember that was the thing that people would be like you know they they would just, like point the, just like they'd say that oh you why do you talk like such a faggot all the time I mean, like shit like that and like people would say like oh your manner is people would call it my mannerisms to say that i kind of talk like i'm gay and, uh -huh. and stuff like that and like just like shit like that and i didn't really think about it uh i just like that's what everyone did everyone just called each other gay and and in 2007 2008 oh the 90s yeah right, right. What, a, what a time yeah so you, you know and again like it was fine because i was attracted to the woman i was dating but it wasn't fully me um i think that if i was just gay i think that it would have been a lot worse yeah. but it was you know it was what it was and it made me who i am and i think that you know i left that town and i'm sure i don't talk to hardly anyone there anymore but and they see who I am now, but also I'm very successful now. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it like also fucks with them a little bit in a lot of ways, whether they hate me and call me a faggot at the local pub in fucking lower bro PA. Yeah. They see me going everywhere and getting my name out there and getting really big publications writing about me. Yeah. And, and watching you literally smack people down. So like they right. can call you that all they want, but it's like you really want to step toe to toe? No, and that's why and that's why it's one of the most beautiful. It must be frustrating to like hate someone and know you can't fight them. Yeah, of course. No, that is why I get so much heat because that's why, you know, one of the things that I feel so so lucky about is that, you know, the person that you saw playing all those sports and and I used to fight and I still train in Muay Thai and and all these things and then but also um I'm pansexual and inherently what an idiot associates with queerness is feminiz feminization and mm -hmm. and weakness and that is just not true mm -hmm. that is just not true like i will beat most the average person's ass nine times out of ten <laughs> and um and also i am a legitimate motherfucking professional wrestler <laughs> like like i've had over 500 matches and yes wrestling is so you can beat their ass and you can make it look good <laughs> exactly and like honestly yeah most people that call me a faggot i could probably do a very real wrestling move on in the streets and knock them the fuck out um, please i yeah. would love that viral video i know i need I will that start to go fund me to help bail you out uh, uh, thank you so like... much let's get it going now because it's gonna happen the more fame i get <laughs> you know you when did you feel like you started to get some clarity on that about my sexuality. Yeah. 
Um, so I remember, I remember the moment, I remember the first moment I came out, I didn't come out till I was 21 Mm -hmm. and I didn't come out. I didn't have a moment. Um, I didn't have a post or anything of the sort. I just remember, um, missing out on a lot of like equity. Yeah. (laughs) I was living in Pittsburgh, which is like the big city to my suburb or the Mm -hmm. town I grew in. And, um, you know, there's like a pretty decent amount of, you know, I, I, I was like, definitely like. Like, okay, like, I'm starting to feel like I want to date a man. Um, I feel like. And so I was kind of seeing a guy on the low. And I just, um, I was with my best friend Eva in the car. And I literally remember I just, like, told her. I was like, hey, I just want to tell you, um, I'm definitely bisexual. Mm. And she's like, oh, are you fucking with me? And I was like, no, I'm definitely bisexual. And she's like, oh, cool, congrats. And then I was, like, really still, like, insecure about that for a long time. And I was, like, kind of seeing this guy. And then we fell off. And then I started dating a woman. And I told her, and she was totally cool with it. Mm. Um, and uh, this is before I knew about pansexuality, which is sure. why I'm saying bisexual. Um, I was going to ask because you have been interchanging y- a bit. With, yeah, 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 no, but I we'll think get to, we'll get to, I, I we'll get to that, that nuance later. It's, yeah, it's a nuance. Um, so, um, and then I think that once I started dating um, a woman that was really clear, uh, okay with it, uh, it made me feel a lot more comfortable. And then I moved to New York City where it was very okay with a lot more people. And that's when I was just like, okay, so basically it was like sitting there with like every new person that came into my life knew that I was queer. And, but like, I wasn't out out Mm. until I started incorporating into my act. Did everyone know that I was, I was out and I actually didn't get to come out because a piece of shit drag queen wrestler came out for me. Uh, um, Oh no! Is well, that the uh, the dragon drop kicks? Yeah. So uh, I don't. It's not. It's not even. Anyways, they've been canceled. Canceled for being a piece of shit, and we're not oh, going to say names. But sure. okay. But they, I I am obligated as a host of a podcast to one time ask you. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Not uh, going to name names. All right. It's it's it's. <laughs> uh, just type in the boy diva, and you'll find everything you need to know on Google. Mm, okay. So 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 basically, what happened is um. You know, my oh, okay. So the producer I was working with for House of Yes, um, my mentor in live event production, um, she knew I was bisexual and she wanted to do this drags and dropkicks thing. And I felt a little uncomfortable because I wasn't out out to the wrestling world or to personal people. Uh, and I were knew, you nervous? Like, I'm should I be taking up that space? Yes, or, yes, okay. exactly that. And I also had uh, I was dating uh, a woman at the time hmm. and, and monogamous, I was still monogamous, and um, so. What I did was I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to get into production and shit of that sort. So, but I knew that this wrestler that is a piece of shit was running a queer wrestling company at the time. So I asked them for their blessing and asked them if they wanted to be involved. Um, instead of them just being involved, they completely took over. Were just an absolute, absolute mess to work with. They told everyone in professional wrestling that I was queer, which is why eventually I just came out because it was like. I never got to have like a, oh, so so I have to get something off my chest post or like I see a lot of people coming out. I'm just like, yeah, I never got that because fucking this dude just told everyone that I was queer. So um, that happened. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Does it suck? It suck. It doesn't suck, but it does. I feel like I'm like one of the first people in wrestling to embrace um, 
bisexuality, pansexuality, and I don't really, no one ever really says it because of the way I came out was so like convoluted and and weird. I didn't get to like be like, this is me, you know, this is me telling you all that I'm the person. You didn't get to like do a thing. You just got to kind of confirm what a lot of people Yeah, I was like, yeah, the the truth. Well, I never did anything. I just started being more queer in my performances. Uh, And then also like leaning into my, you know, whatever, leaning into the look. Yeah, leaning into the look and, and, which feels good. Like it feels good. Like I feel great being the person I am. But I didn't get that like moment, which I don't know. I don't know how much that really matters, but fuck that person. It sounds like it matters a little bit for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think that like not having my moment in a way hurts me when I see other people getting to have their moments. And I feel like maybe like I never really got a series of affirmations like, hey, we still love you. And in a way, like I know that that's a th- like I know that there's a lot of people that do love me for who I am. But also, like, I feel like it's fucked up that my moment of coming out was that. However, doing it my way has become my own brand and i don't think that maybe i think that maybe this was the best way for it to happen um but you, yeah are, are there is there someone you've are there any, is there anyone that you feel like you still want to get those affirmations from um i mean no i don't i'm not gonna get affirmations from my family they don't like it it is what it is yeah it's like it's it's not me having that moment is not going to give me affirmations gotcha. i mean i don't really think that i've I talk to my mom and dad still, but I know that they hate everything about what I'm doing. But were like, they on board with the wrestling? No. Okay. No. So like even even you have before to, you have, anything, to, you have to realize that like... yes, yes. If I if I was as fucking straight as a goddamn board, still a disappointment. If I'm a fucking wrestler, I'm still the most alt motherfucker to ever come out of my town. Like this, like this is like this is me being when I, it's like blew the lid off of like me being like a, a person that can ever walk back into my hometown and not get gawked at i talk about sex for a living i come from an uptight suburban area in new right. jersey so i mean like you know i feel you yeah exactly. i have the coolest job of everyone i graduate eighth grade with you know yeah it's like- exactly <laughs> exactly you know and everyone that has their regular jobs and shit and some of them do still talk to me i don't know what they actually think of me but it is what it is but mm-hmm. um yeah no i mean it was they hated wrestling before and now that i am what i am uh it's definitely worse yeah but, which and is, it just kept getting worse because like you keep coming out as more things yeah it keeps getting right. more but, but, but this is but what, what i'm doing is i'm also like like i'm just like living life and feeling good about who i am and yeah. and and as i learn more things about me using it for performance and that feels really good like and and despite like what people in my hometown or my family thinks like i'm so fucking free to be who i am and to be like and it's 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 damn near like therapy to be this person who's talking to you right now in this living room. But then I put my trunks on and my my vest and I walk out and it's like I'm just like expressing myself to the fullest extent and mm-hmm. is aggressive and it's sexual, well, sometimes sexual in the right crowd. Okay. And it's it's just fucking performance art. And it's so therapeutic to get that adrenaline and people are chanting, chanting my name. And it's just like embracing you for who you are and you don't even know these fucking strangers and you're just like oh my god this is the best feeling ever and that's so much worth and the more i get to do that it's so much worth you know the bullshit that comes from conservative family and and hometowns that's awesome yeah that's so good and just quick timeline question so the the shitty drag queen incident is that before you you did the rebrand Yes. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that so that happens, and then you do the rebrand. So, I gotta imagine that when you like around 2018, when you were like, "I'm gonna be the polyam," then it. I gotta imagine it's even more expressing yourself. You oh, get to be even more. And you. it was a very slow burn. So it was 2018, December 2018 was that show. Uh, 
fuckface told everyone that I was queer. And then it was kind of like, I was like, all right, it's out there. And it was kind of like, I think that I changed my moniker to like, for a very short time, the American attraction, which was just more like me. It was like, I wasn't just like serious wrestling anymore. Name. I was just like slutty. I was like, I am the American attraction, MB Young. And I wasn't talking in third person yet, but I was like being more of a hoe out there, like a little bit. Like I was like finding myself as a person that was just thrown into the spotlight as a queer person. Um, And uh, yeah, so and then throughout that, you know, throughout that spring and summer. And then I think that at the House of Yes show that happened on Halloween, I was my last time as the American attraction. I really felt it out. And then I just kind of like started calling Uncanny Attractions, which is the name of my Drags and Dropkicks promotion. Um, I started calling them. I called them jokingly my polyamorous cult, and it got really over. And that's when I really started leaning into it. Uh Um, So probably like November 2019 is when I was like, I am the leader of the polyam cult. So it was like I I was never it was so weird for me that I couldn't just jump into it. But it just seems like you get to be more you you were getting you're getting to be more and more yourself just in real life. And then you're getting to be more and more yourself on stage or of you know the you know exaggerated version of one definitely and it's also the way that things like so like i had a girlfriend in december 2018 and then uh rick outed me and we broke up and it's not because of that we just broke up and then i had i think i had a boyfriend for a few months going into 2019 which also helped me really like be comfortable um like it was like being a being able to be queer in real life helped me really dive into the shit Mm -hmm. like it was just like i was like okay like I have a boyfriend. I'm seeing him pretty often. Um, and, uh, you know, and I was like, okay, this is for the first time in my life, me being me. And because of that, I could put that into my performances. Mm. Um, and that, that helped me a lot. Um, like, like he, the, <laughs> the boyfriend wasn't the best to me, but it was also a very important time in my life at a very pinnacle. Like I was still sad about the, losing the girlfriend and I had a boyfriend and like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you feel creatively with like breakups and shit, but like, I feel like for me, it's always been the most fire I get under my ass in that period. And like, I feel like you, a lot of fire, but a lot of sad tweets, a lot of sadness, you, <laughs> you know, but a lot of sadness, but like, I feel like, okay. So what I've learned from like therapy and other things is that when I delve into the sadness, I can really like. When you, when you ever you feel those things, it's really when you dig deep and like self discover, and and whenever you self discover, you can be so free on stage. Like mm-hmm. as you discover yourself more and more and more, you like this freeing thing that lets you be what I've become on stage, which is just the most open and and uh, exaggerated form of myself. That's from me being sad and thinking about who am I. What is the next step in life? Digging deep into your brain. And that is like, because I, I think there's a way to think when you're that sad that you don't get when you're happy. Like, I'm very happy right now, but I think that, like, when I'm very sad, I'm a creative genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but, but, and you and know, I tell myself, like, this is the cost of the genius. Yeah. You, know, you go, like, <laughs> but I think the part of the reason I can keep moving creatively while I'm very happy is because of all the work that I did while I was fucking depressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And I and uh, and as I told you uh, before we got started, like I, I I really want to talk about some of this the intersection of like queerness with wrestling yeah. in, in today. But first, you know, the, we've been inter- interchanging uh, bisexual and pansexual, yes. and I have a kind of dumb straight guy question. I don't uh-huh. think I've ever like truly like uh, asked, but it's like you know earlier you had described yeah. a moment where you're like, I think I want to start date. I want to date a guy. Yeah. It what does it doesn't it didn't sound like it was like there was a specific guy you're like I want to now date Jim it was like I think I want to date a guy what yeah. does that feeling feel like how is it different it sounded it sounds like almost purposeful yeah well 
Okay. I'm trying to phrase it the best. Uh, well, so like so the moment I was telling you about was me just being attracted to a man. Okay. And I literally remember um, just me being like, wait, why the fuck? I was like, like I had a crush on a man. And gotcha. I, was, and I was like, okay. why? I was like, why? I was like, this is so. And I'd only, I, I also remember only being attracted to a woman to that point. And I was like, why am I so uh, attracted to this man? And it was freaking me the fuck out, making me depressed. I was like. 14 i think like okay i was so young i was just like what the fuck is going on like and um yeah it was just like a very overwhelming feeling um but i didn't realize until i was in college that bisexuality was a thing because no one f- you're either in, in lower borough pa where i'm from you're either a fag or you're not and yeah. that's and you know and i was like no one would there was no one in that fucking town that could have explained to me what bisexuality is sure um, so I just didn't know, but, and like I said, I didn't start seeing any, I didn't start seeing it. Uh, I didn't start hooking up with any men until I was 21. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I moved out when I was like, uh, la- the latter part of when I was 17. So that's like a lot of me being on my own and then moving to Pittsburgh, which is a bigger city and like being around queer people and like taking a breath and working on yourself and be like, okay, this is like, this is alternative lifestyle, which I already was to so many people. Cause I was a professional wrestler, but these right. people really accept you for who you are. It's not like when people, you know, from 18 to before I started um, hanging out with people that were also alternative, it was like, you tell people you're a professional wrestler. Like, well, that's fucking gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Oh, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> but then, then you start hanging out with people that are like alternative and they're like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Like whatever. And you're like, Oh wait, really? You think that's cool? Alternative people love when you do cool shit. Right. Go, like you could be like, I make hummus out of beeswax yeah. and mason jars. <laughs> and people are like, that's so fascinating. Can you please tell me? No, why? definitely. Hear your journey. And I never had that. <laughs> like literally, like I was just, it was so like, even when I, I remember I had my first professional match when I was 18 and I came home home um i came home for christmas and i was so fucking proud of myself and everyone shit on me in my hometown everyone was shitting on me and i was like no i was like yeah like i made my pro debut and i remember this one fucker saying he's like well like when i think of like pro wrestlers i think of like brock lesnar or the rock and i was like yes i was like but i just got paid to wrestle on a professional wrestling show despite it not being on television there was people paying tickets that saw me wrestle like do you not understand that like I went to school for this, like I became a professional. I had my first professional match, yeah. like and like that just hurt me really deeply. And then it was kind of like also like where, like I would see like all these people from my high school and shit that were like doing music and other shit, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, yes, we support you." And then like to me, they're like nothing. And I was like, "Fuck, this fucking hurts." But once I started being like the alt scene of like Pittsburgh, and they embraced me, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I can really start leaning into being myself, which was still was such a slow burn process, but. It's so interesting that like the the insult for like wrestling for so long was like that's gay, yeah. And it but wrestling was certainly not gay friendly. No, and no, I no. You have to re- oh, no. My God, yes, you have to realize this like horrible tornado it can be to be a queer. And that's what people when people say, oh, you people come out for clout. I'm like, bitch, you need to understand what being openly queer means in this fucking world before you say it's clout. Yes, I'm loved for many for being representation, but also you have to understand. Uh. You have to understand what this does to my personal life, my family life, what this does to like, I was a straight worker for years and then all of a sudden I'm not anymore because now I'm too popular. But when I first came out, all of a sudden, all the companies that booked me when I was straight, when I was, when I thought I was straight, mm-hmm. stopped booking me and all of a sudden, uh, I'm almost exclusively on pride shows, mm-hmm. which is fine. I feel good, but I'm a fucking professional wrestler. I'm not 
Uh, I'm not a. I don't just gay wrestle. Yeah, yes. I do and, all the wrestling. And, and a lot of the people that. And how are you going to book me for years and then not? Know, and then you find out that I'm gay and you stop booking me. Yeah. Like it's it's fucked up. It. it I mean it, it. So that's another thing. Is like right. you have to realize like I had to. So it was kind of like once I came out, it was freeing, but also like I dove myself back into a different conundrum, which was I sure. had to dig myself out of not just being a stereotypical queer wrestler. Yeah. I want to know, like, I'm curious about where, where, what place queerness has in wrestling today in a, in a 2021. But at the same time, it's like, tell me there were these like drag and drop kick shows. And I'm like, well, th- so that was there like this queer audience for the that wrestling? That was like, so what? early. Like, okay. So, okay. So to the person that came out for me's credit, they were doing it m- for first. Um, they not in a good way, in a bad way, in a manipulative way, in a people not getting paid way. But, uh, so they were doing pride shows and they had a really great circle in Manhattan and Brooklyn that they there were. There was an audience like there was a there was yes. there was fire for it. Yes. Okay. So I think that his business model was more like attracting people that want to be attracted to men wrestling. And mine's always been like empowering. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the difference. And I think that I learned from what he did and I made it more like like a straight guy can go watch. Was like what a, he was doing was more like these people may not like wrestling, but they like watching men grapple each other. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I don't like, and I don't like that. And I sure. don't, but also I don't like it. And I always, minimizing. Say, I always say like every, you know, like my, my, one of my best friends, um, Effie has a brand, a clothing brand called wrestling is gay. And I think that wrestling is gay is empowering in the sense that for years, people just called even straight wrestlers gay, yeah. but, Wrestling is gay can mean so many different things than wrestling is gay. Wrestling is gay could mean this is the queer. This is, wrestling is gay could mean the queer talent are taking over. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what I take it as because I was just on a pride show in January and I had a fucking sick match with um another uh, gay wrestler, Devin Monroe, and like it was so good. Like and like the internet loved it. Like even Pro Wrestling Illustrated tweeted about it, um, and that was a big deal. And there was no gay spots Mm -hmm. like it was just two queer wrestlers wrestling each other having a really entertaining match and to me i think that was my presentation whereas the former that i'm talking about would be like he would sometimes book like straight talent that were like ripped and sexy and like they shoved in a nightclub i think a lot of times like when he would like shove his performances in a gay club like they wouldn't even know what they're watching yeah but they'll watch it because there's a i'm at house yes telling you what it is and i'm drawing in heterosexuals i'm drawing in people from fucking jersey you know what, what do they call them the uh, what do they call them the tunnel people? Uh, bridge and tunnel bridge and tunnel yeah. crowd i'm a, and then the bushwick hipsters and then you know the, the and then actually queer people of course but what i do is i don't book just queer talent mm-hmm. i mix it in because i don't want to just be like this is all queer this is all i want it to be like this is um look how good this queer wrestler does against this hetero wrestler Look how normal this fucking wrestling match is. It's just a wrestling match. It's just a fucking wrestling match. match. And that's my take. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, some people want to lean more into their queerness. And that is so fine. That is so fine. And me, I think that I always want to be go back and forth on it. Mm -hmm. I always want to be like, oh, you think I'm too, you think that I'm leaning too too far into the queer? Okay, I'm going to bring it back to being a traditional wrestler. I was like, oh, you think I'm too much of a traditional wrestler? I'm going to throw some queerness on this. Mm -hmm. I always want to keep it going. That's me as a character, too. But also with my brand and, and the shows that I run and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, the true, the true sign of like, oh, did, you know, are, is this all getting accepted now is like, 
no one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. That, that's and where and a lot of and more and more people. What don't. a world it will be where no one cares if the wrestler's yeah. queer, but they're still outraged. He's poly. Exactly. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my god. Wouldn't that be? A but nice you have to realize world? that, like, it was almost like I almost felt like when I started doing the polyam thing, it was almost like too soon. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world is now slowly delving into polyam. And also another stupid ass thing that happened that helped me was the fucking Will Smith. What was the thing with Will Smith and his wife, and they were poly? Okay, Will Smith. And J- it's Jada, right? Uh, yeah. They are, I believe, that fucking interview where, like, they kind of, the, the one that, like, went viral, like, oh, they got into it. Yeah. It's like, it seems like somebody cheated on somebody, two adults had a conversation behind closed doors, came to an understanding, still are loving each other, staying together for whatever reasons. Yeah. It's not my business. But it seems like there was, like, some kind of a non-monogamous thing. Yeah. They got through it. Maybe they still practice it. Maybe not. Their kids fucking do it publicly. Yeah. So it seems like they're a poly household. I don't know. I have no beef with the. That's what I'm saying. So people. So yeah, I guess. Yeah. The daughter, the daughter's polyamorous too. She's been very openly that. Um, the son. Jaden. Jaden. He's like, he's very gender bend. He's very openly gender bendy. So. There's been many times, okay, let's just say this, because now that you said the daughter thing, I am reminded of it. So fans, I think they're, I think they're net positive. Fans that are not polyamorous um, feel the need to tag me in any fucking polyamorous news that arises. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't fucking care. But, oh, sorry, that's that sounds so rude. But, like, the reality is that this is funny. They mean well because they're trying to connect, they, yes, but also yes. it's like, bitch, I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, people have been polyamorous for hundreds of years. You motherfuckers are just finding out about it in America. Mm-hmm. This was always a thing. You know, um, and, uh, you know, and, and but it, it's cute. It, it's not annoying. It's cute. But it's like I always know when the new big thing happens. And it's also nice because I think that, like, I told you the Tiger King thing. Yep. People are like, oh, uh, a big time celebrity is polyamorous. Well, now I understand Envy's gimmick even more. And I'm like, OK, whatever works, brother. Yep. <laughs> like. And you have to Great. also realize that in people, you know, people have said that shit about me with women and my bisexuality. I'm like, I promise you that not as many women think that bisexuality is hot as you say. People they accuse do. you of like playing up the pansexuality, the bisexuality. People to have get said, women. people have said there's probably like I could probably fill this entire podcast with criticisms that people have given me. I got space on the card. OK, great. Uh, <laughs> one and one of them being that. um, Yeah. And, and that, the, uh, you know, that for for to get women or whatever and i'm just like dude like i know for a fact that once women find out that i am bisexual or pansexual they have ghosted me Mm. um more many times there's definitely a bad stigma being pansexual bisexual is not easy for dating dating it's really great i'll say this yes people fetishize the fuck out of you and you get laid but if you're looking for if you are looking uh for relationships People don't want to date a bisexual for many reasons. They don't want to take you home to mom and dad because if they're they might like lo- they might be like accepting of queer people, but they don't want to go home and tell your their daddy that they're dating a queer boy. Now they're queer adjacent. Yeah, yes. And you know, there's also like stigmas of like how hurt it would be if a if a man or if, if a man cheated on you with another man and shit like and these are literally things that women have told me. I'm not I'm not projecting. These are literally things that women have told me. I think they regret it now because this is like 2018, 2019. And I feel like shit has like like biphobia uh, awareness has really it's less re- cute. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> and like it's definitely a thing. And, and and 
So me coming out in 2018 ish, 2019, I remember that like I was like sandwiched so hard where like I couldn't really find a woman that wanted to be in me. And I remember like all my gay friends would send me like these memes that was like, happy pride month, everyone, except for you bisexuals. You only get to celebrate 15 days. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker. I was like, it's so and like and I think that people have been like, I think a lot of bisexuals and pansexuals have stood up and been like, no, fuck this shit. Like, we're so sick of this. And it's changed a lot. But at the time. Oh my god, it was dating was so hard. And it's imagine, it was, but I mean, like you know, like my partner now is like inc- my primary partner now is incredible and so accepting, and like it's like very nice to find someone like that. But it definitely was like you're too straight for men, you're too uh, too queer for women. You know, and you get that like, from from gay men as well. Oh my god, these fucking New York gays hate bisexual. by the way you're very passionate for someone who's supposed to be invisible I know, I know i know i know i know i know insane um no but yeah i think um yes the, i don't think that gay men in new york really like bisexuals i think that they fetishize i like i think like again like there's definitely a stream of like being able to get sex because they fetishize you but they don't yeah. want to spend time with you they don't want to mm-hmm. be with you with you do you see that as a blessing that it really helps as a filtration system or do you find it to be like it's definitely a filtration system and yes for for uh wholesome reasons yes that's a, it's a good thing but i also say this that it was such a fucking shitty time in my life like realizing that that's how people felt about me that um, and not even about you like yeah, it's, not right. even, it's not even about michael at that yeah, point it's right, just about right. like one of michael's adjectives i felt like i trapped myself yeah and i and you know i'm sure you went through a breakup where you're like i'm never gonna find love and then realizing that people don't like you explicitly don't want to date you explicitly because of what your sexuality is that's very heartbreaking in many ways and going through that over and over again made me so so low like so low and um which is what I was telling you about where I was really diving into the shit and like how this explosion of who I am happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm kind of indie famous or th- not that. Yes, it's actually, okay. actually, yes. Go yeah. For it. Yeah. Now that I have a very big, don't pull back on the swagger now. Yeah. So, now, okay. So yeah, now that I'm very well known and it's very obvious to everyone that I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I think that a lot of people and, and also, you know, the growth of the movement of, you know the the acceptance of bisexuality pansexuality but me being the pansexual rest i'm not deep there's other pansexual wrestlers now but me being very open and you know i think that there's people that either regret it or probably would date me modern day that didn't back mm. then um but yeah no i think that it's, it, you're absolutely right it's a filtration system um but it's also like it was it created a moment it, personally I, you know, this sucks for a lot of people that also have to go through that. But personally, it created a very low moment in my life that led to uh, an explosion, uh, the explosion of me just being very empowered by myself and and creating who I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you need? What do you think needs to be done in pro wrestling regarding queerness? I think that in the in the indies and in the underground, I think that it, I think that we are watching. We are experiencing right now what needs to happen which is uh really just like i was i just saw someone tweet the other day and it is happening it's very funny that you see like all these like straight companies not you shouldn't call but non non non-traditional non-traditional companies that aren't traditionally queer uh promoted doing pride shows and it's like we're not even like mad about it it's just like cute (laughs) uh and it's also just like also um effie who i was telling you about like he does the big gay brunch, which is such a success. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, I do my polyam parties and I do the uncanny, I do the dragon. What's the polyam parties? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, we haven't got into that. Okay. I'm, 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 do you wow. tell? I love, I love a party. We have time. Okay. Okay. So po- polyam party. Really splay out, like explore space. <laughs> polyam party happened because of the pandemic. Um, in July, last July, I was supposed to do a COVID friendly, cause I'm going to, I'm a live event producer too. Okay. I was supposed to do, uh, an album release party in a backyard in Bushwick. So I made all these arrangements, but I wanted to have wrestling too. Um, so I did it. Um, but the band canceled. So I just had a show, but I called the show at the, I've changed it to the polyam party because of whatever, but at the time it was called poly cult party. Didn't think it was ever going to happen again, but it, we put it on Twitch and it trended on Twitter and I was like, Oh damn. Okay. I love this. This is great. And then like, it got me a bunch of followers and shit and also people using poly cult party as a hashtag which is great for my brand. Um, and that trended like 28th in the country. And I said, okay, this is something that I might want to experiment with again. Well, I kind of tucked it away. But when I say I tucked it away, I mean, I went home to Pittsburgh the next, or I went to go visit my friends in Pittsburgh the next week and they had a backyard and I literally was impulsively said, Hey, I want to do this Labor Day weekend. And I told them. So a month later I did poly cult party two in a backyard in Pittsburgh. And is it just a wrestling show or is there like a poly thing to it? So the first time, yes, it was pretty much just a wrestling show, but there was queer workers like me versus Effie was the main event. And it was just, yes, it was just a wrestling show. The I first, I, I, I didn't like, mean to say just, the but it was show. hosted just, by me, which was what makes it the poly cult party. When you say poly cult party, uh, my mind goes to all sorts of, uh, fun, well, sexual, that's, that's what we're working towards. And, and I'm glad this is getting out there with, this because i i have a whole i have a whole plan now but are we about to have the intersection of sex parties and wrestling well okay so let me let me so you were talking about burning man which is this this is good let's talk but let's Let's get to it polycult party two happens um polycult in pittsburgh we trend 19th in the country really big deal uh to me um it does really well puts a lot of people's names on the map yada yada and now it's winter. We're all sad. Da, da, da. But like, I'm still building my brand in the winter. I'd go to Austin. I'm wrestling to two months ago or no fuck last month. I had poly cult party three in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, we trended motherfucking fourth in the country. Like it said, like over 6,000 tweets about it. It was doing so we averaged like at, at, at the highest point. We had like 2,500 viewers on Twitch. We our lowest. We were like 900. We were doing so well. And it blew up. Like now, Pro Wrestling Illustrated just did a story on it. Um, and now it's like a big thing. Um, and it's going to keep happening. And now I am really trying to push the boundaries of it. Um, I don't really care if this is out there. I'm doing Poly Call Party 4 in the f- on July 3rd in Bushwick. Um, but what we are leaning towards, not leaning towards, this is happening. Next summer, we are going to do Poly Palooza. <laughs> And it's going to be a music and wrestling festival in South Carolina with campers and RVs and shit like that. And I haven't told anyone this yet. I've told everyone that we're going to have two stages and three rings and we're going to do that. But what you're talking about, group sex, I don't know how I'm going to lean towards it. But something along the lines of like Burning Man. How have you done Burning Man? I'm familiar. You're familiar. Okay. I'm aware there's a if dome I can, if I can if I if I can comfortably my friend won a strap on a thon. Oh, hot! Out, so, Love that. Know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my partner will tell you all about that. Uh, uh, she's a veteran, but uh, uh, so which is part of my inspiration for this too. But um, so it. I would say that if uh, first off, of course, tickets would be um, there would be an age limit on. But if I can comfortably get. I don't know if I want like 
I don't know if I want like an orgy dome as much as I want like like normalizing sexuality talk because I think we're gonna draw on a lot of wrestling people mm-hmm. like just like cause who like, might not be yeah and I want I want to be like. I like like if we can have people give seminars because you know they do this at Burning Man like uh-huh. we have speakers on polyamory and pansexuality and queerness and and things like this and then we have like group you know like if it's like wrestling and music all day and then like maybe there's a rave on one side of the thing but the other is like it's like a a, a fire where people talk about things okay and like normal like as I want it to be I want it to be like like do you want there to be the capacity for play in certain spaces I'm I I need to like. It sounds like you don't have all the logistics figured out, but I'm reading like ideally. I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of do. It's okay. So, like okay, so I do a thing called Manhorcon. I love that we just like take a thing that we uh, are, are branding and we icon at the end, and then it's like yeah, now it's yeah, a thing, right? Uh, so so like Manhorcon's not an orgy weekend. Yeah, uh, orgies happen at Manhorcon at no thrusting of myself. Okay, okay. So, so I I don't say like I want to have this happen. Yeah. I try to build a container where. I'm okay with that happening. Yes, okay. I make sure everyone's properly informed of what may or may not happen yes. in which spaces, how people should behave. I think the rule we had at previous Manhor Cons was like, there'd be an after party after my like live podcast. Yeah. And then one of the rules would be like, no genitals in the common areas before midnight or something right. like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, so all I've done is say, you can do these things. If you never want to see those things, you probably should leave by this time. But otherwise, here's and, and so yeah. I, all I do is try to build a loose container. I generally have like a broad consent policy that's like I write in a non-sexual oh, way. There, there's a consent and and rule in rules just for my wrestling show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so so I try to say like I try to write consent rules that are non-sexual, both sexual and non-sexual, so yeah. I don't have to like redo them for a party. I can right. say you're using the same rules like you ask before you touch all that stuff. Right? Yeah. And so if people do stuff like great. Yeah. Like I did a live podcast in Oakland where like everyone just go hang out at the Airbnb that me and a couple friends had afterwards. Zero plans to do shit. But someone was like, anybody wants y'all just want to like go upstairs and cuddle. And then like we're all making out like pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like again, so it's like it's not like I'm trying to throw an orgy as much as I will build a space where if people want to do an orgy, definitely they can do that. Orgy. I think that's definitely much more what I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. But what I do want, I, I do because they do this at Burning Man, too. And I do want people having um speak i do want people to have like a platform to like share because i feel like i don't know maybe this is like too ambitious but i feel like mixing this draw of wrestling and music with also queerness and polyamory like it could be really it could be really like if people that are coming there for wrestling and music festivals that have never done like a burning man type shit like bond with these these queers and these polyamorous people and they learn something and like you're having these like very intelligent well-spoken queer and polyamorous people talk to you and have an open discussion about things mm-hmm. you might change some lives you know like i don't yeah. you know like i feel like it's things like that and like of course like i think that if you're in a fucking field with a music festival and wrestling and like everyone's getting drunk and shit of course <laughs> do i think that people could get uh, yes i'm telling you 10 out here drive your rvs into this fucking field get get trashed of course i think there is going to be consent policy there's always consent policy for my shows um there is going to be a um you know, we do like a 
But it uh, sounds like you wanna you wanna bring some kind of a group sex element, if I, ideally, into. I think that if I think that if it happens and people talk about it in a very pleasant way, it's very great for the brand. Yeah. I, I I'm not gonna be like, come here and fucking watch wrestling. <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, like, that sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah, if you're RV, come here, yeah, drive here and yeah, fucking watch wrestling. If you're all having a great time and and you fucking a giant RV, good for you, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, as long as everyone is consenting, as long as everyone yeah. is 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 happy, and as long as no one is uncomfortable, that's all I care about. And I also yeah. think there's going to be like camp counselors and shit and things like that, making sure that there's 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 it's it's a lot of work, but it's you know it's a it, long ways out, but, but it sounds that, very ambitious. It's fun. very long ways out, and that's why I also have a bunch of events in between then yeah. uh, to keep making this brand grow. So um, yes, it's very ambitious, but you also know. You know, from Burning Man, like the, the, there is camp counselors that make sure because there's a lot of sex at Burning Man. Yeah. And there's also people roving around to make sure that motherfuckers aren't being creeps. Mm. And if you're a creep at Polyampalooza, you're going to throw the fuck out. No exceptions. Mm. If you're transphobic, if you are uh, uh, homophobic, if you're racist, you're getting thrown out. This is and but, you know, for the most part, that goes hand in hand with my brand. People know that. But it will be stated explicitly. So yeah. that there's no questions. And like I said. I'm not going to promote. Am I going to promote orgies? No. If you want to go have an orgy and it's all consensual and everyone's coming and having a great time, hell yeah. Let's fucking do it, baby. What a way to live life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it seems like it feels like a good spot to ask you like where folks can find you. But do you have um, an extra maybe like 15 minutes to do a little bonus episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Polly. I feel like yeah. that one got a little. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to talk about Polly. It got lost in all that gay shit. No, yeah. Uh, that's OK. <laughs> it's, it's it's very it's it's a hard brand. You know, it's a hard uh, brand. MV Young, where can people go find you, follow you, watch you wrestle and smack people down? Oh, my God. OK, so. uh I am on Twitter and Instagram at the only MV Young. Those are my at for both. I'm on Facebook. Actually, don't add me on Facebook, but I'm MV Young. You can you can scroll my page. Don't add me though. Uh, I am on Independent Wrestling Television. It's nine ninety nine a month. There's so much good indie wrestling. If you type my name, a bunch of shit will come up. Um, I'm on YouTube. If you type me in, if you Google me, you'll find a bunch of stuff. Just uh, Google MV Young. I found out that I'm the most Google uh, MV Young search, so that's great. So go find me there. Oh, fantastic. Me, I have to battle between uh, me and Billy Sr. Oh, uh, for that it. top Billy Proceeder result. I hate that for you. <laughs> my, I think my first business card uh, I ever did was uh, if you Google me and find an old guy in a suit, that's my dad. Oh, my God. Because like he's very public and he does press in the tri-state area, too. Yeah. So it's just really back and forth. Horseshit real estate. Shit. Yeah. Thank God I kept the MV Young. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Patreon people, you're going to hear uh, some more with MV Young tomorrow. But for now, uh, dude, thanks so much. This was a blast. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening to me um, rant about being a queer ass wrestler. Uh, MV loves you. Bye. <laughs> Did you love MV Young? I know I did. That's why I asked the dude to stick around a little longer. I might have fibbed to him a little bit. I was like, hey, you got another 15 minutes? Uh, we record like over a half hour more because we really can't stop talking to each other. This dude is so fun, at least when he's caffeinated. <laughs> and if you want to hear that bonus episode, uh, we're talking a lot more about his polyamorous origins and talking a bit about you know how he plans to manage jealousy and communication in his current primary relationship. And you can hear that bonus episode as well as over 200 other bonus episodes at patreon.com slash podcast. One more time, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. That'll be coming out uh, tomorrow morning. 
But I'd love to know what you thought about this week's episode, and I'm sure other fan whores would love to know what you thought about it too. You can share your thoughts and your queries and your opinions on our Discord server, The Champagne Room. Head on over to the episode discussion channel. Tell us what you thought. When you're done doing that, drop a picture of one of your pets in the Pets, Pets, Pets channel. When you're done with that, go peruse through our Sexual Achievements Sunday thread. Hey, there's all sorts of fun to be had in our uh, sex-positive, supportive, playful Discord server. And you can gain access to that for free, totally free, at manwhorepod.com slash discord. Of course, if you want to send me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms, you can send any and all of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Manwhorecon notice, folks, we still just have one room left. It is a double queen bed room. It will require at least two different parties to reserve it. Uh, shoot me an email if you want to learn more, if you'd like to reserve it yourself. Manwhorecon is going to be August 12th to 15th, and fuck am I excited for our super totally it's not an orgy weekend. <laughs> I want you to tell other people what you think about the Man Whore podcast, preferably on Apple Podcasts, but wherever you listen to the show that does ratings and reviews, it really helps. Uh, please leave five stars. That'd be really dope. I'd appreciate it uh, oh so very much if you would. And last but certainly not least, or for some people's opinion, it's it's definitely the least. <laughs> if you want a little bit of a sexier access to yours truly, if you want to flirt a bit, you want to send me some nudes. If you want to take a look at some nudes of me, uh, I just posted some more content with my dear friend Lucy Moon. Ah, she's such a fucking babe. I do not deserve to have sex with her. Uh, but you can you can pay to watch me do something I don't deserve to do at OnlyFans.com slash Call Me Billy. Oh, I am. I am exhausted. I am trying to like cleanse my body a bit uh, in preparation. for. I got I got a threesome one night. I got a play party the other night. And I just I don't want to be stuffed with carbs. So I'm like, I, this is like high school. I'm doing two days. I'm doing like 45 minutes of yoga every morning. And then I'm alternating like a push up day and a running day. I just like I just, yo, folks, we're vaccinated. We're back. We're getting naked in groups again. And like, I, isn't that fucking awesome? And I, you know, I just want, I just want to look pretty when we do it. So, you know, keep working on that downward dog, everybody. Stay slutty. Promescence Delay Spray helps the dick havers last a little bit longer. Not really much else to say about that. It's pretty cut and dry. It's awesome. And if you want to enjoy an exclusive Man Whore Podcast discount, visit the link at the top of the show notes of this episode and fill your cart with their premium sexual wellness products. But hurry, you got to click that link before this deal expires on June 16th.